when I was 25, I thought 50, man, you're, you're ancient. Yeah. You're old. And you're, you're past that. And you're, I think you, you are for, ancient. I, and now, that financial guy with Keith and Jack Wilson, spreading a wealth of information. Financial it's planning. Always, I mean, it's always interesting. It's always interesting. You meet all kinds of people. That's why I love financial planning yeah. and working with people to hear their stories and what's going on in their lives. And, you know, hopefully we can find a path yeah. to help them uh, reach their goals. By the way, my name is Keith Wilson. Jack Wilson. Yeah. And we run a financial planning firm helping people just like you along their personal finance journey. And uh, so today's podcast, we want to uh, talk about uh, a, a couple of folks that we met, their story, and maybe it would sound interesting to you and familiar with you, and you can relate to what they're going through, what their goals are, and how we help them. We'll just call it a case study. Uh, Jack, who do we got first? Batter up. Yeah, batter up. Um, so we met with uh, a young woman, Sarah, this this week, this yeah. past week. And uh, you made that name up again? Yeah, I think I did. I like yeah. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. The, Sarah's the name of your mother. That's your wife as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's crazy. It is um, one of my favorite names, by the way. But met with Sarah. She's 24 years old, uh, just graduated college. She landed a great job as a uh, pharmacist making 120000 right off the bat. Um, she's not married. She doesn't have kids, uh, no debt, and she's got 10000 in savings. Um, her rent right now is uh, $1,575 a month. Uh, living expenses is $3,500 a month, and her goal is to retire at 50, which is... 50. Yeah. That's kind of lofty. Yeah. She's 24, wants to retire at 50. She, but she has that goal in mind. Uh, so, But her other goal is uh, she'd like to travel the world and enjoy herself like anybody in retirement. Uh, and another goal is to eventually purchase a, a house. So what we want to unravel here is a, a couple things. Um, she's already on the right track of, of sitting down with us saying, hey, this is, right. you know, I'm making this kind of money. I want to I wanna make sure I'm on the right path. The big thing is retirement for a lot of older folks, and she's only twenty four. I know old. that struck up. So, that struck me as well. Smart young woman, twenty four year old, thinking about retiring at fifty. When I was twenty five, I thought fifty. Man, you're you're ancient. Yeah, you're old, and you're, you're past that, and you're uh, thank you, you are for, ancient. I, <laughs> well, maybe I did maybe that, I am. Did that strike something in you? No, didn't strike. We have to anything. stop the podcast. We do quick? not have to okay. stop the podcast. Well, this is what I was thinking about with her. Okay, so the big the big thing is that w what we always preach is these three buckets. So if she wants to if she wants to retire at fifty, uh, we got to think about where she's going to pull the, the this money out of. So we got a taxable, we got a Roth IRA, and traditional IRA. Or right now she has nothing, none of she those. She doesn't have any of those, but we we want to throw that out there immediately. Now the the issue with pulling from the Roth IRA and traditional IRA is it's it's kind of a lack of access for for pulling that out before uh, fifty nine and a half. Right. So overfund the taxable. Overfund the taxable. That's that's what that those are my thoughts. That's a lofty goal. Uh, to retire at 50, just starting out 24, but doggone, 120,000 at 24 years old. That's that's awesome. 
she, and, she worked for it in school. And and speaking about dues. yeah, and speaking about the Roth IRA, she's kind of close to that income limit. Yeah. So we want to over we you know we want to start maxing that out That's, as n- soon as possible. Yep, I told her because she's just going to start making. What is it? One thirty three, one thirty eight. It starts to phase out, and then at one fifty three, hundred fifty three thousand, you can no longer contribute. So what I told her is, this year we're halfway through the year. You just started. Uh, Right away, plunk down sixty five hundred yeah. into that Roth. Now she's working in a hospital. They offer a four hundred three b. There's no Roth option there. Um, and, and by the way, disclaimer about a Roth: money you put into a Roth, there is no tax deduction. It potentially grows tax free. Um, you, you have to hold it for five years or fifty nine and a half, whichever is later, in order to pull the earnings out. Now right. you can, you can put you can pull out. Uh, uh, your contributions at any time with no penalty and no tax. But that, that five-year rule or 59 and a half, whichever is later for her, it's going to be 59 and a half. She taps into the earnings, then then we've got a, a 10% penalty on it. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I told her, let's start that bucket right away, 6,500, because I can see something in this young lady that she's just going to escalate. Yeah. And her income, bonuses, promotions pay raises in just a few years she'll phase out but you're you you hit the nail on the head that taxable bucket you got to get that going too yeah and two other things that we have to think about is 50 years old that is pretty uh pretty low to retire pretty low age to retire for most people um she might she might need to start thinking about just eating ramen noodles and just living living frugally um and just socking every single thing away but the other thing about her age is you don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years, 15 years. She might Especially have in the family. Th- when, you, when you get into the 30s, that's kind of tricky. Yeah, because things change. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, but she, she has changed for me when I was 30 years old. The best, the best thing <laughs> that came out of it, yeah. Uh, but you, you're right. That's, that's tricky in your 30s. You don't think about it when you're 24. She's... Not married now, no kids, but uh, she said, sure, that's a possibility. Right. And that could change. You know, you've got expenses with the children. Uh, you're usually upsizing your house. But see, that's, that's the good thing about a financial plan because it's with what we use, it's all flexible and it changes. Very flexible. As, as time goes by. So if she does have a, a home relocation, if she does have children, um, that's all something that we can look at in her financial plan to readjust readjust things correct and i i did a quickie uh just a spitball for a quickie? her a quickie spitball okay so we spitball it because everybody wants to know their number can i do this how much should i save what should i aspire to have at 50 in order to retire everybody's going to be different she's very frugal by the way right her rent's 1575 but no, she's only on living off 3500 a month right and she said so, i can do that so just spitballing, she would have to sock away every single penny to get to that. To 50. get to that, to get to that number, and that's really giving her. Because if you're going to travel, that's a cost. It's mm-hmm. not. It's more than just paying the, the light bill. That's right. Yeah. So just spitballing it, she's got to be very aggressive. Save fifteen percent in that four hundred three b. Save ten percent in a taxable account. Fund the Roth as long mm-hmm. as you can, and that's. Uh, and and here's another idea. Once she phases out, where can't do a, a Roth or contribute, she can do all, always do some conversions, uh, 
or in her case, I would say, okay, that money you were doing in a Roth, put it in the taxable bucket. The taxable bucket, folks, is just a brokerage account, an investment account. It's not tied to retirement, but we're earmarking it for retirement, and you got to be disciplined enough not to tap into it right. because it is, it is liquid. But it, um, that's what she's going to have to do. Like you said, it's flexible. We're just going to have to work with her. It can be done spitballing it. But um, I mean, she's she's definitely on the right path. At twenty four years 24, old, she I, she came to us and she was like, "Let's it's go time." I, I, I it's and the first thing at twenty four is she's thinking about retirement. Yep. That's that's unusual. That's kind of hard for a younger person to do that. So we're we're working with her to to reach those goals, but uh, uh, we got to get aggressive with it uh, on the saving. Yeah, and we got to adjust it as time goes along. We met with another couple last week or the week before yeah they they have a little bit of a different story i'll I'll go ahead and uh explain theirs and two totally made up names met with uh mike and lisa uh 33 and 32 and they own their own landscaping business mm. uh they pay themselves thirty one thousand two hundred dollars a year each in salary and has roughly a hundred ten thousand dollars in profit uh they have no retirement plan in place and has around $23,000 in savings. Uh, they have a mortgage of 325000 with 27 years left on the mortgage. They have two children, uh, ages 6 and 8. Uh, she has a 10-year ten ten term policy with a $100,000 death ben benefit. He has no life insurance. They, they don't have a power of attorney or a will. Their goals are to retire in their 50s and start a college fund for the kids. Here we go. Another one wants to retire in their 50s and here all right it, we that's, went from kind of, uh, that's kind of normal for younger folks to be uh, like they think, yeah well it, it, i mean it's, it's getting it, yeah. close to the fire movement folks the fire movement is financially independent retire early where people say i'm going to eat ramen noodles mm -hmm. beans and rice and i'm not going to have the fancy car i'm going to sock everything away so but a lot of times there's want to retire in their 40s it can be done but yeah life and I hate that saying. Life gets in the way, or life happens, well, I mean, and it yeah. does, and it's a good thing. And and uh, but here we go. Thirty-three, thirty-two wants to retire in their fifties. Yeah, let's unravel this. Let's unravel this. The first thing that pops out to me is they're self-employed. So when I was speaking with them, uh, when I when I speak with the self-employed folks, yeah, I've got a LLC, limited liability co uh, company. Uh, it's it's a matter of how you file your taxes. Mm -hmm utilizing the S-Corp status. Now, I'm not a CPA. Don't pretend to be one. We do recommend uh, tax people to talk about that, but this is just for education purposes. Right. So they were doing the right thing because they were filing as an S-Corp. You see, yeah. they're paying themselves a salary, and that hundred and roughly 10000 mm -hmm. in profit, mm -hmm. they don't pay payroll tax on right. that. They don't pay self-employment tax on that. Yeah, they pay federal and state income tax, but they save themselves a bundle by doing that. So that part's good. Uh, no retirement. They have nothing really what a uh, 23000 in savings. So that's a good emergency fund a little bit. Um, so, uh, you know, a couple of options I'm running by them to start a retirement plan for the business. They don't qualify for the solo 401k right. because they have W-2 employees. So we could at least start out with something simple called the simple simple IRA and it's it's designed for small businesses with less than 100 employees 
and you, you cut out all this administrative cost and planning fees and reporting fees to the IRS, um, you can't, uh, the, the, to fully contribute to a 401k is 22500 Simple IRA, I think, is like 15500 but at least it's a start for their business, and then the company can match. Uh, the, one of the reasons we might be looking at the simple for them, again, the simplicity of it, but now with the Secure Act, simple IRAs can now have the Roth option. Right. So we can split that tax deduction on the simple uh, contribution, IRA, traditional, and the Roth bucket. But here again, we got to have that third bucket, that taxable bucket, if they want to retire before 59 and a half. So they're in the same boat as the 24-year-old, but now they're experiencing what I called that tricky 30s because we got the two children. We got the two kids. We got a mortgage that's what three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, twenty-seven years so, left. So let's talk about the kids real quick too. Is do we want to do a five-two-nine plan? Do we want to do an UPMA? Do we do we want to do both? Do we want to fully fund college I, for I, them? And uh, you have a you have a quote that you say all the time. Hey, you can take care of yourself first because. Yeah. You can always get a loan for college. You can't get a loan for retirement. Right. So, yeah, the, the other analogy I give is when deciding, hey, do I fund my kids' college or do I save for retirement or do a little bit of both? Or, um, and that's when, that's when life gets in the way. You know, yeah, well, yeah, don't. Children. <laughs> children. Well, hey, I had three of them. One of them sitting next to me. I'm so sorry. They didn't get in my way. But, uh, well. Uh, I always use the analogy when you're on an airplane, before you take off, they do all the instructions and yeah. and the, the masks come down. They tell you, if you have small children, put it on you first mm -hmm. because you, you got to be able to take care of the, the children and, and after with, that. Same yeah. way. And take, with them, uh, estate planning as well comes yeah. comes into play. Well, let's, let's before we get into the estate planning, but that's <clears throat> also about the children. I know where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. Um UTMA or 529? I like both. I yep. like a combination. 529 plan is solely for school, accredited school. It used to be just for college. They changed the rules. You can use it for private school tuition, um, but it's got to be used for college. And the big answer, question is, what if they never go? I don't know if this six-year-old Joey's going to go to college yeah. at six years you old. Never know. Uh, but you have options there. With the 529, if they mm -hmm. never go now, they with a secure act and so forth, you can roll that into a Roth IRA for, yeah. for the child, up to $35,000. There's limitations and restrictions that apply, but if one doesn't go, you can change the beneficiary yeah. to the other. With the UTMA plan, it's a custodian account, and actually the child owns it. Mm -hmm. It's under their social security number. The parent is the custodian. So you've got to use that for the benefit of the child. So it doesn't have to be just college. Right. The caveat is, and we were you were talking with a young lady yesterday mm -hmm. and saying, well, the UTMA, when they reach age of majority, which is 18, mm -hmm. uh, then it's theirs, technically. <laughs> technically. <laughs> technically, you've got to turn it over to them, and who knows what they're going to do with it. But, uh, you know, I would say have a combination of both you got to have the conversation with your client mm -hmm. about what's your goal here. If you want to fully fund their college, this is what it's going to take yeah. to do that versus, uh, you know, you're 33, 32, you have no retirement plan. But, yeah, we're going to fix that into the 
uh, planning strategy. And then you were talking about estate planning. Yeah, so, I mean, naming a guardian for the kids is a big thing. Having a will, um, that comes into play as well. If something, yeah, something happens to Mike and Lisa, mm -hmm. they have no will, they have minor children, the court decides who gets to take care of them. Right. And when I brought that up, they looked at each other and he said to Lisa, it ain't going to be your brother, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, the court will decide. So just get a will, folks, and a power of attorney. Uh, so the power of attorney, in you know, the event something happens to Mike where he's incapacitated, Maybe he names Lisa as the uh, attorney, in fact, to sign on his behalf and do those things. Simple estate planning and going along with estate planning. Uh, what struck me is this. on the, She's got a 10-year term policy, $100,000 benefit. I see that all the time. Is that enough, number one? No, it's not. Not for them. Why get a 10-year? That's going to carry you to 42 and then after that, if the, it either goes away or the premium escalates uh, very high. So they got it from their local PNC agent. Nothing wrong with that. But I see these 10-year, $100,000. It's like a vanilla cookie. Yeah. Is that right? Vanilla ice cream? or Sure. Uh, but Let's you, go with you, it. I love term insurance. It's the cheapest form of insurance. It doesn't have cash value, but it's for a specific time. So what we did for her... We uh, we took out a, a policy that's more specific to what her needs are. It was six hundred and some odd thousand dollars, but it was a thirty-five year term. Yeah. So we wanted to carry her to what true retirement because I don't know if they're going to be able to retire at fifty. Well, I mean the same th uh, because the same thing with uh, Sarah. I mean. Yeah. When it comes to a financial plan, we can still adjust things. That's that's the beauty of the software that we use. And, uh, you know, with with Sarah and Mike and Lisa, two totally different kind of stories here. But when it comes but, down to a financial plan, that's where we can play with the numbers, see what's viable, what's not. Yeah, it's, uh, I always say with a financial plan, it's going to open your eyes. It's either going to give you confidence or it's going to give you reality. I thought it was... Interesting, now that I look at this, these two households, the 24-year-old and the couple 33 and 32, both have similar goals of retiring in their 50s. Right. And uh, I'm not going to say it can't be done. You just got to be very difficult. I mean, it's going to be, uh, you got to be aggressive with your saving yeah. and your spending habits. But both of them really don't have debt other than the mortgage for Mike and uh, Lisa. So you can see the in your 20s what uh, what you need to be addressing. Mm -hmm. And then we see in the 30s things change and it's a, For the a, few, most part, yeah. a few different goals. In your 40s it's going to be 40s and 50s are usually your peak earning years. Right. But uh, yeah, we wrap this up in a bow with financial planning addresses pretty much all those yeah. concerns and it's ongoing. So we want relationships with our clients and, uh, you know, ongoing communication. And that's going to do it for this uh, session with uh, these two couples. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, why don't you uh, give this uh, podcast, uh, you know, the five-star, uh, download it for us. Subscribe if you're watching on Seriously, YouTube. Seriously, do, it. do yeah, it. Just do it. 
Thank you for joining us on That Financial Guy. For more information, get in touch with Keith and Jack at WFA-NC.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to hear more information to help you pursue your financial goals. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA slash SIPC. The options voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified attorney. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. Please seek a professional tax advisor.